0: Good evening, Rifters. This is Rifts and Rules, the 5e D&D podcast, where we go through the many 5e books and talk about various rules to enhance your gameplay experience. I'm Nathan, the Dungeon Master of Riff. Wait, I fucked that up. Let me do that again. Okay. Good evening, Refters, this is Refs and Rules, the 5e D&D podcast, where we go through the many 5e books and talk about various rules and haunted gameplay experience. I'm Nathan, the Dungeon Master of Riftwake. And I'm Remy, a player on Riftwake and a Dungeon
1: Master myself. And today we're here to talk to you about firearms. Pew pew. Guns are obviously an incredibly historically significant weapon, and rules to use them in 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons do exist in the Dungeon Master's Workshop chapter of the Dungeon Master's Guide. So yet another thing from those optional rules that are just a neat topic. So whether you want to have firearms be a thing that exists in your game is absolutely... Something to think about before just putting it in there. Because guns are a rather powerful weapon, obviously. But in Dungeons and Dragons, where everything is hit point based, a lot of people have rather significant issues with the way and pricing and damage, honestly, of how a gun works. Because for a normal, you know, Earth human, a gunshot in a dangerous location will kill you flat out. In D anD D, a automatic pistol does two d six damage with a range of fifty to one hundred and fifty feet. So doesn't that kind of feel ish Exactly. So like this is very oh. much a topic of debate. So the question then becomes: Either is there a reason for the damage to be so low in D anD D, and that is that something that needs balance to fix. Or just is it something different about guns in Dungeons and Dragons? So before I go too much into the math of it, let me divert with a tangential question. Hey, Nathan, how many hit points does a commoner have? Ten. Okay, let me rephrase actually. How many hit dice would a commoner have?
0: I don't know that. One. Uh,
1: But 1d10? (laughs) I don't know. So a commoner has a single D8 hit die. So that would mean that a commoner individual will generally have one to eight hit points unless they have you know a particular good or bad constitution score. So a majority of people in the world are considered to be commoners. Um, I'm not a huge fan of that interpretation of the rules, but that is the rules as written that that is the case. So a commoner has one to eight hit points and a pistol will do two d6 damage so more often than not one shot with a gun will kill a commoner so the question is is it that the balance is just against commoners and for those who prefer to think of DD with logic and realism like myself is there an interpretation for why adventurers are different I don't remember what episode it was where I talked about this, but fairly recently. I mentioned the anime Ruby, where the mechanic in that world of aura is a quantifiable amount of energy that they have, and they don't take significant damage until that aura is expended and broken through. And that's kind of how I actually view hit points in D&D, because that makes perfect sense to me that, okay fighters instead of learning how to channel magic just have kind of internalized their body's energy which is why melee characters have a lot more hit points than magic users but magic users learn how to shape that magic so they get some you know automatic reinforcement but then they would have a low hit die and the ability to use the magic externally and that's kind of how magic works in my own world whether that is an interpretation that you might want to use for your own world I mean, I highly suggest it because it does just tidy up how the mechanics work in world very nicely. But that is, as always, up to you yourself as a DM. So going back to guns, though, if you were to go with the hit points is kind of like aura type interpretation, then that works perfectly because you actually do see in that anime people get shot with guns kind of a lot, actually. And they just kind of shrug it off for the most part because they do have that pseudo-magical barrier that protects them from harm. And that it is only when they take a flesh enough wound. damage. Yeah, like, and that is pretty much how D&D works. Because, you know, as you all know, in D&D, you do not take any penalties to your combat abilities until you are reduced to zero hit points and knocked unconscious. And I really, really do like that mechanic, in all honesty, because that also explains why, you know, it's the backlash of, you know, your body's magic getting broken through that has, you know, backlash knocking you unconscious. And that's why zero hit points, just bam, unconscious. Like, it it just works really, really well for everything. Like, I haven't found anything that does contradict it working really, really well. Like, and the kind of arbitrary nature of hit points of it, like representing, you know, your ability to, you know, dodge or as well as deflect damage. Like, I don't know. It's just kind of willy nilly to interpret it that way. And uh, I am a creature of logic. This is known. Anyway, guns. So, In that section in the Dungeon Master's Workshop, there is listing of a really decent range of firearms. It is not all encompassing by any means, but considering that it is just a small section in the optional rules chapter, it's actually pretty decent. So I'm just going to go ahead and do the usual go through of the mechanics, and then we will backtrack and talk about ways to tweak it and how you might want to use them in your own world. Proficiency. It's up to you to decide whether a character has proficiency with a firearm. Characters in most D&D worlds wouldn't have such proficiency. During downtime, characters can use training rules to acquire proficiency, assuming that they have enough ammunition to keep the weapon, excuse me, assuming that they have enough ammunition to keep the weapons working while mastering their use. Fair enough. That makes sense. That if you have firearms in your world as an uncommon thing then you have to learn how to use them, much like how we discussed on Tuesday for oversized weapons. So that checks out. All right. So there are also a number of properties that firearms have. So they use special ammunition, and some of them have burst fire or reload properties. So ammunition. The ammunition of a firearm is destroyed upon use. Renaissance and modern firearms use bullets. Futuristic firearms are powered by a special type of ammunition called energy cells. An energy cell contains enough power for all the shots its firearm can make. So that tells us quite a bit in that short couple of sentences so in this there are renaissance renaissance firearms modern firearms and futuristic firearms so if you want to run a more sci-fi campaign there actually are energy weapons in the dungeon master's guide in order to do such a thing that's fucking awesome
0: so so are you telling me there are fiery firearms (sighs) moving on (laughs) Burst fire A weapon
1: that has the burst fire property can make a normal single target attack, or it can spray a 10-foot cube area within normal range with shots. Each creature in the area must make a DC-15 dexterity saving throw or take the weapon's normal damage. This action uses 10 pieces of ammunition. That's fucking awesome. So basically, that's saying that you can have a shotgun for all intents and purposes that just within normal range, you can make a scatter shot or burst fire to just target a 10 foot cube. So, this is an option that would give a character that has proficiency with such a weapon a small AoE attack. And to have that through a non-magical weapon could be incredibly useful for characters that just don't get a lot of attacks normally. So have someone like a rogue that might, you know, have such an ability, or a paladin who normally can only get up to two attacks. To have this as a thing is that little detail, just the little AoE is awesome. And for that alone, I do... Really like the idea of having firearms in the game. Although, again, how to do so, we'll go into quite a bit more later on. Uh, Last uh, property here Reload. A limited number of shots can be made with a weapon that has the reload property. A character must then reload it using an action or a bonus action, the character's choice. That actually has some phrasing that is of particular interest to me. There are Very, very few things in the game that can be either an action or bonus action. Most are one or the other. One criticism that 5th edition does occasionally get is that there are quite a number of occasions where you might have like two bonus action effects that you want to do on your turn. But rules as written don't seem to have a way to just use your action to trigger a bonus action effect, that you only have one bonus action on your turn, and that's it. So having this that can be action or bonus action is interesting and incredibly convenient that it can be whatever is more useful to the character. So now we move on to the actual firearms themselves, and they do have them sorted out into the Renaissance, Modern, and Futuristic categories. So starting at the top with the Renaissance. Uh, first off, one thing to just mention. Also, all firearms are considered to be martial ranged weapons. So that being said, first off, pistol, 250 gold cost, 1d10 damage, weighs 3 pounds, and it has the ammunition property, the loading property, and the range is 30 slash 90. So usable within 30 feet normally, and up to 90 feet away with disadvantage. So again, that is really not a huge amount of damage, but again, it does seem to be balanced around normal weapon damage instead of it being the one-hit KO that firearms often are in, you know, the modern world. Uh, anyway, we'll go into the more analysis a little, around, a little later. I'm getting ahead of myself. Musket, 500 gold, 1d12 piercing damage. Uh, ammunition range of 40 slash 120 so 120 foot max range with disadvantage loading and two-handed that would make sense musket two-handed rifle and ammunition 10 bullets cost three gold so significantly more expensive than arrows which is actually come to think of it kind of odd because nowadays arrows actually cost a lot more than bullets well mass manufacturing i guess anyway modern weapons Automatic pistol. So for anything uh, in this modern category and futuristic, they don't have costs anymore because this is automatically considered to be a non-standard thing in the game. So there are no costs listed for any of these. Anyway, automatic pistol, 2d6 piercing damage, ammunition, range of 50 slash 150, and reload, 15 shots. So you need to reload after 15 shots. So that actually is something, sorry, that I ought to have mentioned in the Renaissance items. Because of the fact that it is Renaissance items, you do have to reload it every single turn if you want to get off another shot. So considering the fact that characters do often have extra attack, one of the downsides of the loading property that pistols and muskets both have is the fact that it must be reloaded every turn, so even with extra attack, you can still only use it once per turn. And that is actually the same limit that crossbows have, as the loading property is supposed to be a restriction to make it harder to do extra attack with more powerful ranged weapons. On the other hand, the loading property can be dealt with with the crossbow expert feat because one of the most useful things for that particular feat is that you get rid of the loading property for any crossbows. And it is not in the rules as written here, but I have very often seen it used and interpreted to just kind of either reskin the crossbow expert feat to be available for firearms, or to just consider that a character who is, you know is well-trained at loading ranged weapons is simply able to do so for crossbows as well as firearms, if that is a thing that is available. Anyway, uh, moving on back to the guns though. Uh, f- excuse me, firearms. Revolver, 2d8 piercing damage. Ammunition, range of 40/120, and reload after six shots. So, yeah, six-shot revolver, that checks out. Hunting rifle, 2d10 piercing damage. Ammunition, range 80-240, slash reload after 5 shots, and 2 hand Automatic rifle, 2d8 piercing. Ammunition, range, 80-240, slash burst fire, reload 30 shots, 2-handed. So, I'm just going to quick pause here to mention that with the automatic rifle as something that does have burst fire, as well as 30 shots before reloading, that would mean, then, that a character who did have that would be able to do the burst fire three times before they would need to reload so that is nifty and then the last modern one here we have the good old shotgun 2d8 piercing damage uh ammunition range 30 slash 90 uh reload two shots two-handed this one kind of irks me a little like Shotgun's a shotgun, and yet it does not have any kind of burst fire mechanic to it. Its range is the same as a rifle and not more like you might expect for a slug. I I don't like that one. Anyway, and then uh, bullets, you know, you get 10 at a time. On to the futuristic! (laughs) Jeez, interesting. Starting with the laser pistol. So this deals 3d6 radiant damage. And that is one thing that's pretty neat about some of them, is that instead of being piercing damage, the futuristic are very much not that. So 3d6 radiant damage, ammunition, a range of 40 slash 120, and then the energy cell gives it a reload of 50 shots before needing a new one. Antimatter rifle, 6d8 necrotic damage. So this is the most powerful weapon in the books. Uh, Not a standard thing, but it is in here, in the Dungeon Master's Guide. 6d8 necrotic damage. Ammunition range 120 slash 360. Reload with two shots, after two shots, and two-handed. Nice. Uh, Then, finally, the laser rifle. 3d8 necrotic, or sorry, uh, 3d8 radiant damage. Excuse me. Uh, Ammunition range 100 slash 300. Reload After 30 shots and two hand And uh, energy cells exist to power all of those things. So as written, that is it. That is all of the information in the Dungeon Master's Guide. However, there is a small blurb in the Artificer, and only the Artificer, that in Eberron, or other worlds if you are using Artificers, uh, it actually is the only class to mention that it has an Optional rule granting firearm proficiency. So, if you decide to have firearms in your game, you can also choose, although again, do not have to, to allow artificers to be the only class to automatically have a proficiency with their use. As magical tinkerers, that actually makes sense. So, that's a neat thing for them to have written. So, that is all of the rules as written. With that being said, what's your take?
0: Well, I think that when it comes down to it, firearms are pretty interesting. A, a pretty interesting effect, uh, especially when it comes to um, D&D, because typically when you think of D&D, you don't think of like Pew right? So if you Only really want to mix class. things, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but if you really want to mix things up and if it fits within your world, these rules can be really really helpful when coming up with stats because otherwise you would be just standing there without any idea on what to do um, because it's an entirely different class of weapon right so yeah
1: so now let's tangent on over to suggestions on how to implement usage of firearms so with that being said based on everything we've also talked about so far what do you think about the damage and just the various properties
0: that are listed in the rules as written. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly think that the um, reload and um, projectile destruction would basically make them very much a, especially due to this fact that the projectiles cost a lot more than normal um, arrows. Right? What 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 you probably would be using them for is maybe something like a. It, it wouldn't be a weapon it, like uh, your your first the main weapon that you, you you would be using i think it was more likely that the character would be using it as a more like a show of um, power/wealth slash wealth kind of thing rather than a thing that you would actually use as your main weapon because the cost would um add up and i don't but i i that that's my thoughts anyways
1: fair enough i mean especially at you know low to medium levels yeah, you can run out of gold very, very easily during that point in your adventuring life. And having a thing that needs three gold for every 10 shots, and if you had something with that, uh, uh, what was it first fire mode, then having one of those fired would expend that entire three gold because it requires 10 shots to do that. So... A single combat encounter that lasts a few rounds could drain you pretty quickly of gold so five rounds of burst shot would take up 15 gold out of your pocket and if you are a combat heavy group then yeah that cost can really add up pretty quickly to kind of disadvantage you in other ways however uh one point that is also worth mentioning it does list the renaissance modern and futuristic items however those three are very very rarely actually all used more often than not at least what i have seen in my personal experience is that many people will just use the renaissance pisket uh uh, (laughs) pisket pistol and musket wow that was a squish of words a biscuit, <laughs> pistol and musket, yeah, biscuit. <laughs> Makes total sense. Shut up. Uh, anyway, so they'll often just have the two of those, and it'll be like a tinker tech kind of thing, where you know artificers, or if you have the kind of uh, you know Warcrafty tinker gnomes as a thing in your worlds, then that can also be you know, a logical thing, because it would honestly make a lot of sense for a physically small being like the gnome to want firearms to give them a little more force without martial strength. So that logically also would check out. But the modern weapons do have a lot of damage, like the damage of them is honestly quite interesting. So the way that they balanced out the math just catches my attention because that is a thing that i pay attention to so the weakest of the modern firearms the automatic pistol is the same 2d6 damage as a freaking great sword but what is also of note every single firearm has less range than bows or crossbows and that is somewhat odd so The longest range weapon on this list is either the hunting rifle or the automatic rifle, which maxes out at 240 feet. Even just a normal short bow is an 80 foot slash 320 foot range, with the longbow going all the way out to freaking 600 feet. So even though these do potentially more damage, they do not have a range as good as bows. And that is somewhat odd to me, considering that that's not how modern weapons work at all. Like, there are sniper rifles that could shoot over a mile. So, the logical inconsistencies. But no, this is in the modern category.
0: Oh, fuck.
1: Yeah, because it's one thing to think about, okay, yeah, a pistol can't shoot accurately more than 90 feet away. I'm fine with that, you know, musket. 120 feet. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Again, because Renaissance era firearms were, you know, a bit more problematic in terms of their ability to aim at distance. So, sure, but this is in the modern category. So, maxing it out at a less range than crossbows and bows, I do not like logical inconsistencies. It just does not sit well with me. So, anyway, with all that being said, would you
0: put firearms in the world? Personally, no, because um, that's what magic is for. It's a, magic is supposed to be the replacement for technology in most cases. So that's why I say no. But the other use case of firearms is where e- effectively, you if, if magic is something that you need a lot of training and stuff to use, which in most cases it is, you can basically do what? Um, showed a similar way that it did a similar thing in the real world where it basically like firearms basically allow people with very little training to kill people extremely easily with without much training. It's just point this thing shoot. Um, as opposed to like using a bow which requires a lot of skill. Um, same thing with a sword. You need to know how to swing it properly so you don't fucking kill yourself. So
1: yeah. So now we can tangent even heavier into the implementation side of things. So if you did want to use all these firearms out in the world, there are a number of things to consider about that. So as you just mentioned, historically speaking, part of what made firearms so dangerous is that it is a lot easier to gain proficiency with them. And, you know, of course, my DM brain just smiles and does the Mr. Burns pose when I hear that word used, because that means then that as proficiency is a specific game term, you could choose to interpret that literally and to have the benefit of firearms be the fact that it may be a lot easier to gain a firearm proficiency than it is to get trained in a standard, you know, martial weapon in the D&D world. So if you did have someone invent guns in the D&D world, and you then have a faster proficiency gained through the use of these weapons, what kind of effect do you think that that would have on the world?
0: I think that if you were to add that into your world, it would result in pretty much those, a lot of people who had, who have the money to, um, get th- these kinds of things would actually get them because it would be a very good way for you as a rich person to protect yourself outside of your bodyguards absolutely
1: and all of the rules as written have non-magical weapons only there is nothing saying that you could not also have magical firearms as well Uh, I don't remember the name of it offhand, but I know that one of the creation abilities that an artificer has access to is to create magic items that no longer require ammunition. So that alone makes a firearm very, very dangerous, as well as if you are an adventurer that could afford the services of an artificer to not have to pay the ammunition cost of your item anymore would absolutely justify the expense of the enchantment. So given that that is a canonical official ability that artificers have does mean then that that could be something that could be applicable to such a thing. But anyway, uh the where I was leading with the question I asked you previously though is in terms of effects on the world. A lot of fiction depicts magic as a particularly rare thing, and often the individuals who have it are not very nice to the non-magical people that they, you know, invade and take control over. Like, you know, the evil wizard or the witch queen are very, very common tropes in fiction. And if you are in a lower magic D&D game and then have guns be a thing that gets invented, all it takes is one noble who just decides to arm his peasants with these newfangled contraptions and send them against the forces of the evil magic user. And if you then played like a low magic campaign of, you know, magic versus guns, that could be pretty goddamn awesome. And if you really just want to take that little extra twist to it, you could even just have a party of adventurers who are entirely non-magical and that their, you know, fighting skills are, you know, uh, boosted by having these firearms to aid them against the evil forces of magic. Uh, or you could have it be the, you know, more standard for D&D, you know, medium magic, where you have, you know, a... Couple of magic users in the party that also just do have firearm as like their emergency weapon, like you just have that you know a derringer or something as your backup weapon in the event of getting into you know a physical danger where you may not have a magical ability that is you know quite as powerful even if it's you know a single use gun, so the way that they do have these balanced so even the modern firearms they do have that increased damage however i don't think that they did scale it higher than can be reasonable so if you do treat them as uncommon items in the world and yes i do mean to use that word uncommon specifically like if you just treat it as a more expensive thing like an equivalent to uncommon magic items and to have that be available and out there and dangerous then you can just create this entire uh i don't want to use the word class because that has a rather different meaning in D but uh it just a, a whole cast of people who are able to afford these very dangerous weapons could be looked at with you know fear and respect by other people in the world It could make them a target for the people who don't like the existence of such things. There could be, you know, a college of magic users that go on a crusade to wipe out the knowledge of firearms to make magic the supreme force in the world. This sheer idea of firearms existing in any significant threat to magical orders can create so many potential plot hooks that could be available to you. So, are there potential cons to using guns in the world?
0: So, one major thing uh when it comes to using guns in your world would be the I I I believe that if you were to use guns in your world, it would make it so that for example, um players would be able to easily get very powerful weapons and you you already said it yourself with the um firearm with unlimited ammunition yeah and that that could be abused in certain ways but it, it depends on the kind of dm you are but another another thing that i would say personally would is the reason why i don't want guns in my world is because of the um kind of technological point Where the society, like you need to be in for um, there to be proper weapon, like uh, ballistic weaponry that actually works. And you might not want that for your setting.
1: Exactly. And that leads us to yet another really necessary point to consider before you do decide on having firearms in your world, which is simply does it fit the feel of your world? are you trying to play that sword and sorcery high fantasy style of game and in that situation if you suddenly are introducing you know a more advanced technology then that's weird and it's out of place and can feel wrong and in that situation no don't do it the whole point of adding anything into a dungeons and dragons game is because you feel that adding it adds something valuable to the game experience whether that is just through a lore thing or through a mechanic thing anything you put in the game this is true for but because firearms in particular are something that is separate and arguably anathema to high fantasy then it very well could not fit in your own worlds and in that situation they absolutely should not be used if it does alter the way you want your world to feel and just to play devil's advocate for a moment with myself on that point i can also just flip a 180 and say on the other hand you can also decide to have that be a plot point if it is a high magic type of situation or just you know a chaotic magic situation somehow that you know a portal happens and a gun falls through or one of the laser pistols or even of just any odd thing and then all of a sudden there is this strange but potentially powerful object and maybe it even is you know one that has already been enchanted in a world where that is a thing so you suddenly just have an automatic pistol you know that just can automatically just fire infinitely and doesn't need ammunition anymore then all of a sudden The party has the one gun in the world, and that can trigger a lot of repercussions because, again, if other people find out, like, this person has this strange, loud, powerful weapon, you know, it is... You know, a bright flash and a crack of thunder and his foe fell to the ground dead. It was the most amazing thing I ever saw. Then all of a sudden word spreads and it creates a plot point to be the ones in possession of this unique item. So you can choose to make a single uncommon thing existing be a plot point in its own right. So moving on again past that, then if you did, on the other hand, have a steampunk D world where you do have that mingling of technology and magic so in the eberron setting for example it is very much that merging of the two things like there's for that reason that the artificer class as something from the world of eberron is able to synergize with so to have a steampunk you know gunslinger magic user just be a thing that exists that absolutely can work and that is the setting in which it makes sense for guns to exist because it has both aspects magic and technology in cohesion together in order to be useful and just a normal thing in that world and speaking of Gunslinger, I would not be doing the topic full justice if I didn't at least mention that fact. So there does exist a Gunslinger subclass to Fighter. However, even though this is a thing that is in D&D Beyond, it is not canonical Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition. This is something that was created by Matt Mercer of uh, Critical Role fame and much like the Bloodhunter class, is on D&D Beyond, but not official content. So it is listed as an option, but it is not official, it just does not have any label on it that says that. So the Gunslinger subclass, however, is quite neat in that it is fully based around the construction and use of firearms so i'm not going to do the normal subclass read through it because it is not official content but if firearms are a subject that you want to have more in your DD game then i do highly suggest looking that up and looking through it because it again does have quite a number of useful features as well as more gun options which is also quite nice in summary Firearms are a topic that is debated as being both too weak by some people and too strong by others, but whether it is something that you want to include into your own game really just boils down to, is it something that would make sense to exist in your world and something that you and or your players will simply enjoy doing? If so, have at it
0: thanks for listening to this episode of riffs and rules please leave us a review and give us five stars on itunes also support us on patreon at patreon.com slash podcast tier stars low as a dollar and even that much really helps us out supporters get benefits such as behind the scenes content only access to episodes access to the patreon discord where we chat with the cast and even a shout out on the show find us on social media on twitter at RiffWake podcast on facebook as riff and on reddit on the subreddit r slash riff podcast and now send us an email Riffs and at gmail.com That's riffs A-N-D, rules at gmail.com.
1: Thanks for listening. Bye.